0: hey everyone welcome to nikki bostwick unfiltered this is my new podcast i'm so excited you're tuning in and today's guest is coco brown and um it's so funny we just actually met a few months ago yeah in laguna at a great love club event Mm -hmm. and we were just like sitting next to each other i was with my daughter and you were with your third child second second mm-hmm. yeah my and, daughter yeah your daughter yeah. and i was like you look familiar <laughs> and then coco was like well yeah we actually have friends in common and so it was many just so crazy because <laughs> yeah. um luca was mm-hmm. one of the people that we definitely have in common yeah. and um if you don't know i've talked about luca a lot but luca is my craniosacral therapist mm-hmm. and i mean when i started seeing luca like she was helping me with my son and mm-hmm. I was not ready to have a second baby at all. And then she was like, let me process your birth trauma with him. And then it was like, "Okay, I'm ready to have a baby. Let's Mm go. Mm -hmm. Um, And Coco, you did her training
1: recently, right? Yeah, I had done her training that weekend prior. And um yeah,
0: and I'm I'm in the process of like getting all that uh, situated to do cranio and I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's Coco amazing work is a mother and she also is a model and she also is a prenatal and postpartum practitioner and her journey into this world of prenatal and postpartum care was a little rocky Mm -hmm. um, from her own experience. And uh, we're gonna be talking about that today. And I'm excited because it's um, basically all about pregnancy loss and Mm -hmm. um, just her experience with it, but also now like your philosophy around it basically. Yeah. And we've talked to Elena Bellis in the past and that was like really interesting because she had a stillborn Mm -hmm. Lincoln And I was pregnant when I was talking to her and, um, you know, before the podcast started, we were talking about maybe this could be triggering for some people or, but really, um, it's a healing conversation and something that you've personally experienced and you're just Mm -hmm. sharing from your heart. And Mm -hmm. I think that anytime someone does that, um, it's just so beautiful and everyone, whether it's someone who's not even planning on getting pregnant or having kids, Mm -hmm. like everyone can really benefit from it. And this is our society as a whole can. And um, it just kind of, when you said that, it reminded me of me interviewing Elena when I was pregnant and I was like, I don't know if that was a good idea for me right before, like literally right before having my baby, but I was like, it was actually perfect for me. And it was meant to be for Mm -hmm. me to have that conversation with her. And I think if you're tuning in, like this is just meant to be for Mm -hmm. you to be listening to this. And I'm excited to hear more about your story. Um, So you have two kids. I have two. And your experience with pregnancy loss was when after your first? Yeah, between. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us about it. Yeah, I had my
1: son, he's four. He turned four in November. Um, And then he was a surprise. Super, super surprised, I call it, because I was on birth control. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, So he came to us um, just after my husband's father had passed away. Mm. And I really feel that was, like, the reason. Like, I feel very passionate about the fact that this sweet spirit soul, like, came in and was like, oh, no, this is my contract. And, like, he was very much for my husband um, and obviously for our family, but he... I can't even explain like the amount of healing that came to my husband from our son, um, being born. Like yeah. we found out and I was like, Ah, uh, and my husband was smiling oh. ear to ear. We had known each other one year. Wow. <laughs> it's really intense. Oh, but um, what kind of birth control were you on? Oh gosh. Like a pill? A, a pill. Or, okay. Yeah. And I had missed two or three pills. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I just didn't realize that you could like, you really can get pregnant yeah. when you miss a couple yeah. pills. So I had, um, it was Valentine's day. So, you know, when
0: you like conceived. Conceived. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: love it. Yeah. Cause I said, I was like, Hey, you know, I missed a couple pills. And he had had a couple lychee martinis Mm -hmm. and you know, just wasn't careful. So, but he came to us and it was beautiful. My pregnancy was amazing. My birth was traumatic, hospital birth and um, everything that I didn't want uh, to happen and all the interventions and all the things tale as old as time and um so did shortly you have a vaginal birth or? I did okay. yeah I did end up having a vaginal birth um but it was still all of yeah, yeah yeah he he was pretty stuck and actually so was my daughter but that was redemptive um but yeah it was it was just one of those unfolding 40 hour like crazy births where I just we got to the hospital and I just completely closed up I just felt really uncomfortable and um and scared and cold and starving oh my gosh,
0: yeah
1: and all the things um the cold
0: I, I, I can, was
1: freezing yeah. there and um being at home then with my second was like just mm-hmm. well different so oh. highly recommend that but uh yeah so then after I had him I had like a pretty rough postpartum, and I think that was probably the seed that planted in like me then going into postpartum yeah. um, healing and and being a, a a postpartum practitioner and working in nourishment and stuff because I was like severely malnourished and uh, did all the things that I wasn't supposed to do too early. Um, breastfeeding was hard, you know, all the things that's mm-hmm. that make postpartum really difficult, and I didn't have support and. Um, and so I I think that was definitely the seed that planted the giant tree that feels like it's like overflowing now as yeah. I move through what I'm supposed to do in this life. So shortly after my son turned one, we decided that we wanted to try again. and um, And I got pregnant right away, which... It wasn't not expected, but I just, I did. I just got pregnant right away. And um, and I ended up losing that baby at six weeks. So we had told family and, um, and I had um, a spontaneous miscarriage where I had no idea. I just miscarried him. Oh. Um, and that was really intense. However, processing that for me Felt um, cohesive because I uh, mentally and physically everything was happening at once. Yeah, and so uh, it was really shocking. But uh, this is something that I would never say to somebody, but almost everybody in my life was like, "Happens to everybody, you know." Yeah, it's a mystery. Oh my gosh, happens to us all. <laughs> like,
0: I'm like, does it? And also, why? <laughs> Can we backtrack really like, yes. like- quick? For people who may not have experienced mm-hmm. um, a miscarriage, even at six weeks, like right. what does that look like? Like a spontaneous miscarriage, like a lot of blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, mm-hmm. It was like very apparent.
1: Yeah. To you. So I had woken up um, at like three in the morning, and I felt really crampy, and I actually because I had had emress, I I could correlate it to how it felt in beginning labor Um, the first kind of stage of labor and but if you hadn't given birth or gone through a labor yet I would say like an intense period cramping Um, cramping and and coming in waves which is not maybe as common in a period but more in like a labor where it's like comes and goes and I went on the toilet and yeah I was bleeding and it was so shocking like it's so shocking yeah and you want to tell yourself all the things but in that moment like you just have to sit with yourself and hold yourself and just you know because oftentimes you're alone and and I was at that time it was three in the morning and so I, I immediately called my mom because Aww. I needed support and um and it was really hard that It wasn't the hardest one that I actually had gone through for me, Um, but yeah, I'll I'll just never forget that night of just like, just that shock, Mm -hmm. this feeling so shocked. And knowing, like, I was like, there's no way. There's just no way because it wasn't a spotting. It wasn't, it was really intense and it was really, um, it was a lot. And so, um, and I would say, for anybody experiencing bleeding you know there's an intuition there that you can lean into but you don't know until you know right mm-hmm. like and that's what i tell clients and stuff like you really just you don't know until you know so yeah. just try and lean into the intuition the small voice mm-hmm. and until you're able to get the support you need from a practitioner or um mm-hmm. in a, a midwife uh Slow down. Just just slow down and just be with yourself and um in this, you know, sweet spirit that's either staying or going. Yeah. And so um so that happened. And then oh gosh, having my son, very yeah. healing. I just remember the next day we were at the park and I just sat there and I just watched him and I was just sobbing, like just crying and just grieving. Um that was the first experience of grief I had really ever had in my life. Wow. Um losing, you know, a grandparent or mm-hmm. something like that that was really difficult, but never this was just my first big loss mm-hmm. like and um I was due around Christmas time. So you don't just lose the baby. You don't just you lose these the milestones. forward memories that you make. You these dreams, these visions um photographs in the mind like i had already photographed christmas yeah. in my mind yeah and framed it and put them on the walls like yeah. you know what i mean we go there and then and so um i would say especially for grief i like to view it as a dance with somebody that you don't know mm-hmm. So it's like in the beginning, they're moving too quickly and you want them to slow down or they're coming on too strong and you want them to soften or it's too soft and you want it to speed up or, and as time goes on, grief never fades. You just, you just get more cohesive with your partner, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and you're able to flow and dance with this grief when it comes and goes. And so, um, I viewed it like that 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 whole year so it was one full year where then i um i got pregnant again and this time it was amazing like i just felt i felt i really felt that spirit within me did you wait to and get pregnant again i didn't really know oh. i think it was like two months um and then you tr- start trying and yeah something physio- physiologically i wouldn't recommend um it, it in the actual body healing process, I really don't feel, well, I know I wasn't ready and um, and hadn't and hadn't healed properly. I actually hadn't healed enough post my son's birth, which I didn't know. Yeah, and um, so you know, there's just so much healing interweaved with fertility. And so um, I had an ultrasound, and the baby was fine. And I got the heartbeat and I was with my mom and it was COVID, which was already hard. And um, and I just, something just didn't feel right. It really did. That small voice, wow. like it really didn't, something just sat uncomfortably um, and like shifted in me that just didn't feel. After the heartbeat. Yeah. And well, mm-hmm. Okay. And so... But I was hopeful, and and I think it's okay to be hopeful. Yeah. And so I held on to that, and we actually went um, to my midwife the the following ultrasound. So we waited a few weeks, and then we went back, and um, and the baby didn't have a heartbeat.
0: And so that like was eight weeks at this point. I or? have
1: never like like scream cried like that
0: it was such
1: an intense emotion that kind of like moved through my throat it was so intense and um I didn't know what to do and she just held me my midwife Lindsay um who you have it on and she just held me and I wanted her to like give me all the answers like I was like why like What the heck? Why again? Like what's happening? And and she didn't say anything. She just said, go home and grief. And um and so I did. I just went home and I just grieved. And that was really hard. Um that's probably when I started to really hone in on what it looks like to heal and grieve after a loss of that mind body spirit. You know, aspect of something like this—a pregnancy loss—it it affects it all. It mm-hmm. affects your body. It affects your spirit. It affects your mind. You are reeling with thoughts of why, and wanting to know answers, and yeah. that's like in your head, right? And I think it's okay to appease that a bit, and you know, I think it's okay to go on a, a search and get the blood work and try and figure out you know is there something that's not in alignment just don't go crazy with it you know Mm -hmm. there's like a balance and then the spiritual aspect of release and um releasing those memories and letting go and you know talking to that spirit um and
0: and like the trauma though of mm -hmm. having the courage to try again Mm -hmm. after something like that yeah even
1: and I was still pregnant.
0: Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so I
1: decided to have a home birth. At this point, I think I was about—I would have been about nine, ten weeks—and um, so I said, "I want to do this at home. I don't want to do a DNC, yeah. which is where they um, they remove the baby." And um, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to have surgery. I just wanted to be home. You know, and that had been the plan with the baby anyway to yeah. do a home birth. And so I really wanted to honor that within me. And, um, and I waited and I waited and I waited. And it took, I think, four weeks, five weeks. Oh, my God. So I was sitting there on my birthday, which you'll love this because it's like all dates and dates are just fun.
0: Yeah. But
1: I was sitting there on my birthday, which is May 6th. And I had Aww. this baby, you know, that I had just That's found me. out passed away. Is it? Oh my gosh! It's a great date. <laughs> yeah, I love that date. Um, and oh my gosh! So four weeks later, on your birthday, May on 6th. my birthday, I'm sitting at the beach here in Laguna. I'm sitting at the beach, and um, I was reading this poetry book and just needed some time to myself. I'm like grieving this loss. I'm asking baby to please let go (laughs) because I had symptoms as well, pregnancy symptoms. And so I'm like, I just need my body back. I need to heal. Like I need you to release. And I did a lot of ceremonial things to help baby release. Um, I did a steaming, which Mm. was, I highly recommend Ayani steaming for the release in a missed miscarriage, which Mm -hmm. is what it's called when you lose your baby but. Not physically yet, okay. So it's called a missed, missed miscarriage. miscarriage. So essentially, it's as if it's been your body missed it, like it didn't get the memo, and your body's holding on to this wow. baby that is not thriving. And so, um, I really felt like it was spiritual that I was holding on to this, you know. Yeah. And um, and so I just sat there, and I just said please come back to me like please come back to me at another time i promise i will i'm gonna do all the things that i need to do and there will i will call you back in and ended up miscarrying a couple days later that time i went into like a labor because i I was further along Mm -hmm. so it was much more intense and i actually had contractions which i think that people should be prepared for women should be prepared for because I really felt shocked by that like I didn't realize that I was going to have contractions and like have the urge to push and have to push and I didn't know what I was gonna see I didn't I was shocked by it all
0: were you doing this all by yourself did Lindsay help you
1: oh Lindsay was like an amazing support but I wasn't really like I didn't know what to ask I didn't ask her like
0: what's it gonna look like what's it gonna so you were just at home and then you experienced this and then you are yeah. basically giving birth uh-huh yeah
1: you are and you are basically Good. postpartum Yes, and that's a huge takeaway is that when i just found out that the state of california is giving up to five days for miscarriage or stillbirth i was like i mean yay but also what
0: <laughs> like, what? You need more than five days.
1: Yeah. Like, it's really you're postpartum. And my midwives, Ashley and Lindsay, they both were like, no, no, you're postpartum. So get your bone broth, get your socks on, yeah. get in bed, you know, and you need to hone those pillars of postpartum. Of warmth and nourishment and support from community oh my gosh no one talks about this no I mean, and no
0: one knows what to experience yeah
1: oh yeah like what they you can have a letdown you can all the, there's so much healing in it physically mentally spiritually it, you have to take that time to heal all three of those aspects of your being and same you know thing again like once i highly recommend when bleeding slows or stops doing the yanni steaming treating it as a ceremony yeah. to cleanse the body and you know it's also very healing steaming yeah it can heal so much of um that uterine you know and pelvic bowl and it's it's great for a miscarriage um and uh, and then also like preconception for when you do try again mm-hmm. So I used that to kind of give me this space, you know, like I would take that time to sit and I could feel that my body was getting healing, but also I was able to take it to like a spiritual level. And, um, and this time I took longer this time I waited another four months and then my husband and I actually got pregnant. We weren't trying. Um, we weren't being super careful, but I really like I was tracking and I just didn't, I didn't know a whole ton about my cycle that's probably the third miscarriage is what really catapulted me into like learning all things (laughs) hormone and cycle so i still hadn't jumped into like holistic maternal wellness at this point i was really focused on just sadly which i don't want anybody to to experience this feeling of what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. but that's where i was after my second miscarriage What's wrong with me? What what happened? What's wrong with my womb? I blamed so much of my womb
0: yeah. without
1: even knowing about, you know, the the triad of like the thyroid and the ovaries and the liver and the gut. Like there's just so much more, mm-hmm. and um, and spiritually and stress and inflammation. Like we're dealing with so many layers as human beings, epigenetics and genetics upbringing's environment
0: like it's like whoa it's like a croissant (laughs) and people come into this world from different places Mm -hmm. like you're saying like you you were already seeming you already had a midwife you're already Mm -hmm. doing so much and yet there is a whole new world that opened up for you and I think that you know we can sit there and think we know everything Mm -hmm. or we can go in a more curious space yes and not be like in that space out of fear and out of blame and shame Mm -hmm. but in a place of expansion Mm -hmm. and not excitement but in a way excitement of a whole new chapter opening Mm -hmm. up if we allow ourselves and you're obviously in such a tender spot and Mm And that's beautiful that you, you know, opened yourself up to that without, I mean, yes, you were still in the what's wrong with me. And, and in some capacity, it's probably interesting to explore, like you said, Mm -hmm. because maybe someone wouldn't go to the place of, let me get my blood work and thyroid done because something is up, but maybe doing that without the blaming piece. Right, right. And
1: at this point, I, I didn't. I hadn't explored yet. Um, I, I didn't. I wasn't ready to dive into like the world of fertility. Mm-hmm. It's a really complex world, um, specifically in the medical sense. Like when you go to <sighs> your OB, you're here. You know, you just get so much information that it can be so overwhelming, and the immediate response is going to be IVF. It just is. It's either keep trying or, you know, there's kind of like no middle ground and it can feel very black or white. And you come home and you're sitting there going like, I have like massive decisions to make right now. And you don't (laughs) like pull it back, you know? And again, that slowing down and, and simplifying, you know, we've gotten like just so complex and I ended up getting pregnant and I did lose that baby as well. So, I, so three miscarriages. three miscarriages. This one was at nine weeks. It was also a missed miscarriage um, and I got the heartbeat. So same thing. I went, got the heartbeat at six weeks. This time it, that was a little bit earlier and um, and then went back at nine and no heartbeat. And then I ended up miscarrying only about a couple days later. So it was much shorter time period. And I felt numb after that one like just numb i just didn't like no shot. it was like almost as if this is like my normal now and um and i just remember waking up like a week later and thinking no i refuse to let this be my normal i'm i am going to heal i'm gonna heal And, and i am gonna be okay and someday I am going to help other women go through this, and it was just like so intense. This wave of knowing, like, f this. I was gonna say fuck this, but I was like, <laughs> no, can you, you cuss on this? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is oh. this like? But I was like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing this shit. Like, yeah. uh, uh Like uh, this no. isn't where it ends. Uh, this is not where it ends. This is not, and I know that there are other spirits that are waiting for me to heal. And yeah, the, the following week I booked like, I ended up doing, my friend describes it as like the snake under the rug, like any bump you see, you're going to hit it, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. I was like, I'm going to see an acupuncturist and I'm going to see. So the takeaway from this though, is like, I want to be very clear about this aspect of healing is I did over, I felt like I did overcomplicate a bit because I was so scared and I felt like I just needed to like hit the hammer on everything to make sure and, um, and go really intense. And I don't really feel like it's, it's about that as much as it is about simplifying your life, simplifying your foods, Mm -hmm. like how many ingredients is in that? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you take what I did to heal my hormones and my body, and actually like looked at it from like a really wide lens, you you'll see that I literally just slowed down and simplified my life.
0: Wow!
1: I had boundaries. I simplified my foods. I ate whole foods, whole organic foods. I cooked at home. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat processed foods. I didn't eat.
0: But before pretend you were- oils. I mean, like, what's the what's the biggest difference? You know? I would
1: say for me personally, on a nourishment level, I wasn't eating enough. So, yes, I was like going to Starbucks and I was eating processed foods. I wasn't eating McDonald's, but I was eating Tofurky and yeah. like beyond okay crap yeah (laughs) like you know thinking i was being healthy Mm -hmm. i was eating iceberg lettuce with dressing and calling it a meal Mm -hmm. like no yeah (laughs) i was my body was not thriving i was depriving it of good sugars i was depriving it of animal proteins and animal product like collagen Yeah. and unpopular opinion sorry but you cannot heal Without collagen, you cannot heal the adhesions and the fascia and the like without collagen and gelatin. And it's really hard to hear. And it was hard for me because I was vegan. I was vegan and then I was vegetarian and then I was like trying not to eat meat, you know, whatever. And I wasn't eating. And Lindsay actually messaged me, I think after my second or third miscarriage, and she was like, how much meat do you eat? I'm like, well, I only, and this is how I answered. I said, well, I only eat meat like twice a week, two or three times a week, as if that was the healthier way. Yeah. But what she was referring to was like, you're not not eating enough, you know? My eyes were just open. So that's when I kind of jumped into the pro-metabolic world of Mm -hmm. eating. Which, for those who don't know, pro metabolic eating is eating for your metabolism and for your gut. So, yeah. So that was my first step into the realm of um, maternal wellness was the nourishment aspect, and I started there. And um, and my thyroid, so I ended up getting diagnosed with hypothyroiditis.
0: Okay.
1: And Hashimoto's.
0: I had Hashimoto's. Hi. Who doesn't know what hypothyroiditis is?
1: (laughs) Hypothyroid. So basically it's I didn't have hypothyroidism, but my my thyroid was so inflamed that you can get hypothyroiditis, which is like a temporary form of hypothyroid, I guess. And um, and generally caused by like the Hashimoto's going undiagnosed and also not me not healing that in Mm -hmm. any way, shape or form. Uh, When I went when I dove into thyroid health, I was like, oh, I'm doing everything opposite (laughs) of like what this says, like the sleep, the rest, the eating, the blood sugar balancing like crazy. So um, and my OB saw my numbers of my antibodies, Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. They were like 168 or something like that. Wow! Yeah, really intense. Oh my gosh. And so bad. <laughs> and I had some like tissue missing in my thyroid. And she was like, well, let's start you on some medication. Oh gosh. And I was like, no, I'm not just, I, just give me a chance. I just want six months. And I worked with a functional medicine doctor. And it was six months later, April, one year, after my second miscarriage was diagnosed, essentially. And I got my numbers back, and my antibodies were less than one. This is from diet, changing my lifestyle. That's and decreasing my stress. This How do you
0: decrease your stress?
1: <laughs> simplifying my life. Boundaries was huge for me. I was a yes girl, I think. I say this all the time when people are like, would you ever move out of California? And I think when you live in a place where nothing is stopping you from doing, you're just like, do, 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 do. And in other states, they have seasons to, you know, follow. And we're cyclical beings as women. And so we're meant to follow seasons and cycles. And but here when it's sunshine all the time. And you get invited somewhere all the time and you have friends that live in LA and Orange County and San Diego and all these things. We just do so much and we're always go, go, go. So that was big for me was really pulling back and tuning into my seasons and my cycles despite Mm -hmm. like not being able to see them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, And learning about my cycle and following that, eating with my cycle, moving with my cycle having boundaries with my cycle, knowing which part of my cycle that I can say yes to and when I should rest and when I should be warm. Um, so that was a big aspect of healing as well as play, like going back and rewinding a little bit I took up watercolor I took up pottery oh
0: my gosh and you are you have a <sighs> three-year-old baby and you were doing that that's amazing and learning yeah. all of this new stuff and yeah, he was too oh the time. my gosh
1: yeah but it was it was so healing I took that time instead I would say instead of maybe going out to dinner with a friend yeah I would yeah. go to
0: pottery um I love just yeah I yeah. I like staying in and saying no, like I'm not yeah. type of person. And yeah. I feel like I overextend myself a lot. Yeah. But just that time being home with family mm-hmm. and just like being cozy mm-hmm. is so nourishing. And yeah. Like probably why I'm not dying, you know? <laughs> yes. like, it's like, yeah. But I totally, I mean, I totally resonate with, everything like your diet like being like vegan and then vegetarian and yeah i mean i still struggle with eating meat i'm Mm -hmm. literally going through that right now where i'm like i know i need to eat it Mm -hmm. but for me i just don't like it right so Mm -hmm. i'm everything i have is infused with bone broth that's like my number one thing because that's a way i can get in and and then my dad makes kebab and I'm like, okay, I love my dad's kebab. Like I, can, yeah. I eat it and they make it for me because they like want me to have meat. And yeah. that feels like <laughs> part of my lineage. I want you to and, have meat. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I want it, you know? But yeah. then I'm like, I just don't want steak. I don't want chicken. It freaks me out. Like red meat is obviously what yeah. I really need. Right. Um especially for my blood type, but yeah. I just, like, don't like it. But yeah, I'm, it's like, really I hard. I want to eat liver. I want to eat all the things because I know it's <gasps> Well, it's, so it's good. encapsulated yeah, now, exactly. so you're good. Just, like, take but the... But it's still not. Well, I mean, I
1: it's think good, but. People think of, like, eating... And we, we shouldn't say eating, you should eat meat. It's yeah. really about animal product, right? Yeah, like, true. we're meant to eat nose to tail. We're not meant to be... It, going back to ancestral living is, like, just... The biggest aspect of healing for me is like taking it back to that innate being and what I'm supposed to be eating and consuming. And so it's not so much about muscle meat. You actually don't want to just eat like a ton of muscle yeah, meat. Yeah. Um, you won't be able to really metabolize it without the proper amount of like animal fats, like tallow and ghee and um, dairy, raw dairy and mm-hmm. raw cheese and collagen and gelatin. So which yeah. I do. Like I love the raw cheese. Those and are the so raw, much easier yeah, to butter, prioritize no, too. You so can throw easy. gelatin and, you know, egg Anything. yolks in a drink. And, yeah. and I get that question a lot with clients who are like, My kid won't eat protein. Like, they just don't like protein. Like, what can I do? I'm like, there's so much that you can put in a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so true. ice cream. Also give your kids ice cream. Make it. Make it at home. There's tons of like egg yolks and beautiful dairy and make it with honey and give it to them like we have this massive
0: fear of sugar it's kind of wild but the liver needs sugar oh my gosh it's so crazy yeah i used to be terrified of eating like a banana or just like fruit it's so sad and i remember the day that it changed for me i was like this is nature's gift to us mm. and no one should be afraid of fruit no it's so good for you yeah. i mean yes like balancing it mm-hmm. out and not only living and being coming a fruitarian yeah maybe but yes incorporating nothing in it. extreme people. yeah nothing in extreme I think
1: that's yeah the main takeaway that was like remember the do- there's like a documentary i won't name it but um you know, everybody watched like a couple documentaries on Netflix and then became vegan because yeah. they basically, but it was like so extreme. Like if you eat 19 eggs,
0: it's yeah. worse. Than, like, you know, it yeah. was like,
1: this is so extreme. Okay. I mean, if
0: you like take a step back, it's <clears throat> so interesting. Cause it's like okay, Netflix just, like, told people what to think. Like, watch this. Everyone did it. And then it's, what? like... What? Media it, told you what yes. to think? And no. then it's, like, okay, now we're going to launch Beyond Meat and uh-huh. all of this and Bill Gates is, like, invested in all this stuff. And you're, like, wait, now I'm, like, no. Yeah. There's no way I'm vegan if that guy's, like, from oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, like, absolutely not. But,
1: yeah. 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 It's gotten so... Yeah. And, and everything is so interweaved right like yeah. in in media is like you just you can't it's it's all about intuition
0: it really and that's comes the thing is like intuition. people
1: come back to yourself even in pregnancy loss come back to yourself listen to that small voice you know what what is going on ask yourself ask your womb ask your baby what talk did to you your baby? Feel?
0: like i mean you uh, i you felt know, you depleted until,
1: yeah I did and i felt depleted like it, physically i felt depleted and i just had an inkling that it could have could be my food um i knew i knew in my heart of hearts that i wasn't eating enough and um because as women we're just like taught to cut calories and we need so many more calories than you think and that you were ever taught like especially if you're in your fertile period, calling in a baby, bringing in a baby, birthing a baby, baby. N- nursing a baby, yeah. you know, like it's wild. And I think because in the past we've we've taken that and we ran, like my mom took that and ran and she was like, I can eat del taco every day, twice a day, because I'm breastfeeding. And yeah. that was kind of their generation, yeah, right? Well, then when that backfired, they raised us and then they were like, you can't, <laughs> like, yeah. don't do it. And you don't want to eat Del Taco every day. But, you know, you can eat much more than you think that you should. And so that was really big. And relearning that was really hard, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like, teaching myself that, like, it's okay to gain weight. It's okay to nourish my body. It's okay to, like, stop running miles and miles and doing like intense workouts it's okay to come back slow down when i say that the way i healed was slowing down and simplifying i mean every aspect of my life i literally slowed down i went back to doing yoga rather than intense workouts
0: i I you know i love that that shift i mean yeah, yeah like i used to strength train every day of the week and like wake up at 4 a.m. and like strength train and but I used to be a yoga instructor before that and it was Mm -hmm. like going back to yoga is
1: you're like okay this is like and that's like the divine feminine right like coming back to you and being like there is a time and place for your strong masculine and Mm -hmm. I really feel like I've leaned on that a lot in my losses and even through motherhood being like okay I'm like leaning into my you know, masculine in this and I have to be strong and whatever, but there's a time and place for that divine feminine to come back in and, and tell you like, okay, let's slow down. Yes. Yeah. Bring it back. And, um, and that's what I did. So after that miscarriage, I decided I was going to take a year. I was like, I need a year. I need to heal. And I deep dove. I took every course you can imagine on nourishment and pro-metabolic eating and healing the thyroid, hormone healing, womb healing. I took like womb massage, I just dove in. Mm-hmm. I was like, if anything, hopefully I'll use this in the future, Yeah, because it was
0: like a lot of hours that I put yeah. in. You're like, my <laughs> daughter will benefit from this. Yes, yeah, so I'm
1: like, I don't know if I'll ever do anything with this, yeah. I must have known innately, you know, like I must have known that I was like putting it in, but I was like, if anything, just for my next like to be able to have another baby yeah. and learn all that I can. So I ended up um, doing a blood ceremony at the end of the year. So what's that? that's like where you essentially honor your cycle prior to conception. Aww. So I did like steaming and I did like free bleeding and it's woo woo, but it was for me at the time. And um, so you do it during your period? Yes, yeah, so while you're oh, bleeding, wow. this is it's like a blood ceremony. You're just essentially saying, like, this is hopefully my last cycle. my last cycle Aww. for a long time, yeah, likely a year, yeah about that, you know. And so, um, just honoring that and um some of the aspects, I was like, this is a little woo-woo for me, but I'm doing it, and I'm just like, embracing it, and it was great. You you offer your blood to the earth, and you're calling in your baby, and it was really beautiful. I felt very strong.
0: Um, I was monitoring my
1: blood work, too. And so everything was looking great. I was like, OK.
0: Who did you do your blood ceremony with, like, by I yourself? Did it, or you and invited... I did it by myself. Yeah, but okay. I was
1: seeing um, uh, Kristen. Uh, she's like a pretty um, well-known herbalist, acupuncturist, womb healing um, persona on Instagram. And um, I booked a session with her. And we kind of went through the herbs that I was going to use specifically for Aww. the steam, for my teas um how to do like the free bleeding and the blood ceremony and it was really beautiful and I just like knew I was like this this is is it it. like I just knew I was like this is it this is it this is it I just know it and then I got six negative pregnancy tests oh my (laughs) god I was pregnant but I was like what is happening but one of the things that I think was which is something to look into I my luteal phase was really short And that can be um, a a factor of miscarriage. And so over time healing, I had lengthened my luteal phase with um, I upped my progesterone with nourishment. And I even used like a really nice natural uh, topical progesterone. Mm -hmm. And so with my other babies, I always found out I was pregnant like before I even started my period or like missed my period. And with this one, it was like, Two days after my missed period, I didn't get a positive because I think my implantation was a bit later because my luteal phase was longer, yeah. and which is great because the womb has more time to prepare for baby. And so I um, found out I was pregnant and it was hard. It was really hard. I was not expecting how difficult it was going to be to go through that pregnancy.
0: The first like trimester yeah. or the whole? Mm,
1: I would say probably the first 20 weeks. Crazily enough i ended up having a miscarriage i know it's crazy
0: with your fourth yeah
1: yeah she was a twin
0: (gasps) oh my gosh i'm like okay hold on hold on it was did you bleed yeah are you a lot kidding me Mm -hmm. so you were like i lost both or you no i didn't know I didn't oh, know. Okay. I didn't know it was twins. So I mean, yeah. So you mm-hmm. you were having a miscarriage and you're like, oh my gosh, I lost this yeah. baby too. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, I'm
1: done. Like, I'm done. I don't know. I've done everything. You know, um, I really felt far like How Like 20 weeks? No, oh, I okay. was like seven weeks. Okay. Yeah. Six or seven weeks. It was
0: oh early. My God.
1: And I felt faint. It felt way different, by the way, than any of my other miscarriages. So I was like... I don't know and there was that that intuition I couldn't grieve it's like I knew that she was there like I just was like I don't know and I was taking progesterone with her I took an oral progesterone um, just with my previous losses it's pretty common and so I'm like I'm just gonna still take it why would I like why would I still take it I don't know something I just knew and then three days later I didn't want to get an ultrasound with her because yeah. I had so much trauma from the ultrasounds. I literally had PTSD yeah. and my midwife knew that. And we were like very like, okay, we're not going to do it unless we need to. And because there's no point in um, allowing my body to go through that amount of stress, you know, before the ultrasound. And then like I'm hyperventilating and it's bad, but I did it. I went and I got an ultrasound and they wouldn't let my husband in.
0: Because of COVID. Because of COVID. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but how, what, like, year was this? This was last year. So, 2023, they wouldn't let your husband in? Oh, yeah. 2022. 2022? Yeah. But, like, but still. December
1: 2022, they wouldn't let him in. So, I had to go by myself. And um, I was, like, shaking. Yeah. It was one of those moments of, like, just dread. Just dread, and I'm sobbing, and I'm telling the ultrasound tech like, "I'm so sorry, I have had three losses, and this is just like really, (laughs) you know." And she's like, "And she's like, I'm not supposed to do this because you're supposed to then wait for the doctor, right?" She's like, "I'm not supposed to do this," but and she turns the screen. She's like, "There's your baby. She's right there. She didn't say she, but I knew it was a girl." (laughs) And she's like, "Heartbeat is great," and I was just hysterically crying, hysterically. It was amazing. It was awful, but it was amazing. And I was like, oh my God, what is this journey? Which is why I said in the beginning, if you're bleeding, take a step back. You know, take a step back and tune in and then seek, you know, support. But oh my gosh what a whirlwind i'm like you're gonna be crazy girl like you put me
0: there like what is happening that is crazy that you ended up with a
1: miscarriage yeah yeah and then i still had like this like umbilical like membrane my whole pregnancy yeah it was so weird and um yeah my midwife Lindsay was like, This is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. It's so crazy. Oh we were like trying to find it. Like after I gave birth, we were like, I want, I want where to see is it. Like, what happened? Yeah. Is it? Um, Did it come uh, out? Probably. Yeah. I mean, like amongst all the other things that come out, something like this big. We yeah. just didn't notice it. Were
0: you in the bathtub? Or? Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. in the
1: bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then pregnancy was was great. It was really hard. Pregnancy after loss is not easy it is not it, you want it to be like you want, you're like i want to enjoy this but it's so hard and i just like want to validate that because
0: are you anxious the really whole intense. time or? yeah
1: i was really anxious every every twinge every pain every you know you don't feel them for an hour you don't like all that's just intensified um after loss and so seeking support is massive. I mean, I say this all the time in postpartum. It's the absolute number one thing that you need to do for yourself is find your support and make sure that they're going to be there. And in something like this, even more so I'm like,
0: but what does that support look like?
1: I would say, so for me, it was like my therapist and moving through that. I actually sought out a, um, A hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. and we worked together on the fear and -hmm. like we worked through she did like hypnosis going into like a room and finding my power and um, leaning in the intuition and so we worked together so I worked with her for four weeks during my pregnancy um, in preparation for the latter part of pregnancy and then my birth so we we worked together in that mid area Um, and then you find yourself a good midwife i know <laughs> I'm Like, it's important. my midwife was a massive support even she worked we did like meditations like that's not something that you would ever do with your ob like, no, she like, lay on the table and then like she's like moving through this like fear meditation with me she's holding mm-hmm. my hand she's hugging she's literally holding me up during the ultrasound because we ended up having a couple more I needed to do the 20 week and you know with each one it's like did she, she, just she held do it me. at her
0: office mm-hmm. or yeah.
1: Those? Okay, yeah, yeah she has a little, little my yeah. 20 week I did through uh you know a, a specialist but um but yeah uh-huh. she was able to do that with me which was just like this would not have been this experience yeah so I guess by support I mean yeah find your team at your birthday, I really
0: believe that that's how I felt I mean well Lindsay specifically like I just had her on like you said and before um, we started she was like okay let's just do a quick little like meditation (laughs) a little grounding yeah just a little grounding and she just Mm -hmm. said you know a little prayer and it was just so beautiful and I've interviewed I can't even tell you I've been doing this since 2017 every week or every other week and I've never had anybody do that. Yep. Never. Yeah, Never. And I've interviewed all the holistic people, mm-hmm. you know? And I was sitting there, I was like, I should be doing this for people. Yeah. Like, I re- we all resonate with it, but yeah. she just has this really special energy and oh, yeah. having her on your team. Is yeah. Great. But Luca was part of my team and I just mm-hmm. felt like she holds that same yep. presence and just holds space yeah. and... Totally. For me, like, the second she walked in the room, I, like, I was having my my husband, Theragun on my back. And then as soon as uh, Luca walked in, I just was like, I don't need anyone to touch me. Like, even Luca was like, I was barely touching you. She was, like, essentially doing Reiki, like, not on my body anymore. Yeah. Because Ugh. her just having someone on your team Mm -hmm. where their presence their energy allows you to let go yes and you know it's not gonna and a lot of you're like oh my husband is that person it's like no your husband can have a different role or that your husband could be that person but or your husband
1: needs support too yes and I say that in postpartum all the time your husband can't be your postpartum doula because your husband Needs a postpartum doula, like he's postpartum too, you know, like they're going through this and it's really intense for them
0: men need oh, more support I it's know. like a whole nother oh my gosh have you been to the village tea hut yet? Yeah? no they're in newport and it's like a tea ceremony place oh we my need gosh to go. my husband's british and he would love that oh my gosh yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's a chinese tea ceremony <laughs> oh but my gosh, that's amazing. he would love it Still and <laughs> on fridays they do men's tea sits in the morning so he should go oh i'm my like gosh. my husband's gonna go He would love that i've been going for okay, we need to connect them for years and they own sidecar donuts okay um but chi Lin, the woman mm-hmm. she just she you know felt so called to open that space for orange county because venice yeah. has that oh has yeah. that a lot of places do but mm-hmm. just down here it's so special and and yeah. so anyone listening like there is a huge community for tea ceremony and it goes along with you um mentioning just taking a step back yeah. and slowing down your life and Some people want guided meditations or Mm -hmm. an active meditation. And I would say tea ceremony is an active meditation. And um, Global Tea Hut is the movement and community and they, through Global Tea Hut, a lot of these places have opened up through their support. They do trainings online. Wow! <laughs> You're about to get trained in tea ceremonies. That's my next trainings. thing. That's my next thing. And, um, and I just yeah. keep tacking them on. I know. <laughs> I they're love great. It yeah. Yeah. It really. It's is. amazing. Well, these are things that we would have learned if we were living in a village and yeah. all, You know, we grew up actually learning these skills mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were going to benefit us. But instead, we yeah. you know go to school under fluorescent light and we just learn how to comply yeah and yeah so we don't learn the things mm-hmm. that are gonna move us forward and absolutely and make it so that we don't need to maybe do the dnc or the ivf mm-hmm. or and maybe it is part of your story and like epidural you know i didn't want that and that was part of my story yep um yeah when i had my son and yep same and it taught me a lot about mm-hmm. like letting go and trusting myself because mm-hmm. I didn't go into my birth trusting myself. And I thought yep. like you, you know, I was like, I'm so holistic. I do Kundalini yoga every day and I do this and I do tea ceremonies and I know everything and I can totally let go and I'm a yogi. and mm-hmm. But then I like went in there and I was like, oh my God, like yeah. dying after 36 hours. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, feeling your power being taken from you is something that um, I just like, I don't want anybody to experience, you know, and and I think that's that's a big um, passion behind even Lindsay's practice, you know, and that's really inspired me. I mean, amongst her like massive capacity to just love everybody and give so much love to people. But it's like this empowerment of like, you should never have your power taken from you ever and you can get it back if you do it's that both and right and like exploring all healing with a both and mindset is always going to be nice like i am hurting and you know i'm still empowered in my body Mm -hmm. i am losing a baby and i am able to process through this and you know move forward or whatever like it's i would always just focus in on that like they both can live together and um and that's not easy to do. I think we talk about that a lot as like healers or healing people. Yeah. Like it, it can live together. And then there's kind of like a period at the end of the sentence. And it's like, it can live together, both and it's
0: very hard. Mm. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. And it's okay if it's not easy for you, you know? Mm. <sighs> I know we have the capacity to have so many emotions mm. at once, even like just outside of the healing, but even watching our parents Mm. as we like I watched I've been watching my parents when I had my son he was the first grandchild Mm. and my dad was in a space where he would come visit us and had so much joy and so much love and then he would go see his mom and she was passing away and she Mm. passed away six months after my son Mm. was born and he was in this you know this space of being in just having deep joy and gratitude mm-hmm. and also yeah gratitude for having his mom live for so long and having this relationship with her but yeah. deep pain of watching her deteriorate and not recognize anyone and being mm-hmm. having alzheimer's and you yeah. know it's like but there's that that dichotomy like we experience yeah. that in life and yeah it's beautiful yeah. and it's um and it's also what another thing of like actually it's so funny that you said that because my doctor he always says, and, and like he was my mentor and I, um, for a couple years, like I did a whole mentorship with him and he would say, even when you talk to others, your employees, people that you have relationship with, you say, and you don't say, but, mm-hmm. and so it's a way to talk mm-hmm. to ourselves. It's a t- yeah. way for us to experience life. Yeah in general and to talk to others i think it breeds
1: a lot of compassion Mm -hmm. right like that's like the basis of like where it comes from and i think when you're authentic and you're like living in your truth i think that breeds connection and then like through that connection then you're able to move through compassion but you can't like give compassion to others if you can't give it to the parts of yourself right Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with internal family systems but Oh, oh, my gosh, parts no. work. oh, yeah, you have to go, Wow, you have to dive into that. But wow. um, that's what I, that's the type of therapy that I did prior to getting pregnant with Poet, which is my daughter. And it's, it's, yeah, it's all about the parts inside of you and like having compassion and allowing them to live within you. Just wow. like you're saying, yeah. you know, your dad's experiencing yes. this like part of him that's grieving and then this part of him that's joy and, and they can absolutely Coexists. coexist in harmony if you have compassion for them and allow them to but when you're trying to be like no don't feel that or don't you know yeah. shush, shush, shush or whatever that's when like things get really sticky and you just kind of get lost in yourself and you end up in like this protector place where you're constantly trying to protect yourself and um yeah Even it's really with, intense you i love, love it. that you internal love internal family systems, internal family systems. <gasps> i
0: that's love amazing. that anyone out there
1: internal family systems. yeah and, and it
0: goes along with just healing in general i remember one of one aspect of my healing journey was like dealing with candida years ago, mm. like decades ago, and it was like this candida needs to go. I need to kill it, you know. And mm-hmm. it was like all about killing the candida. But I'm like, okay, well, candida does live in the body, and there are normal right. levels of bad bacteria and fungus yes. and all these things, and we can coexist. And mm-hmm. actually, it's that's not the real problem. Isn't the candida? It's this other, you know. And yeah. it just all goes hand in hand Yeah, Um, but I think like brushing things under the rug and suppressing all of that Mm -hmm. like you said um, is just the old school way of dealing with things that instead of being like okay I can feel this yeah And we can all experience Your cells are listening.
1: Yeah. That's what one of the people that I worked with when I was healing, she's like, Your cells are listening. (laughs)
0: That's beautiful. Your cells
1: are listening. You have to work with them. And doing that, you know, like in that first year, like I said, I was just in this like, What's wrong with me? My body is failing me. And I would like say stuff like that and your cells are listening. Mm -hmm. So then when I got pregnant with Poet or before even, I would like write these post-its and I would post them all over and they would say Um, I will have a healthy baby. My womb is a healthy, happy place for a baby to grow. I will give birth. Like my body is working just as it should. And Mm. I like put them everywhere because I was like, I just had that natural kind of like instinct to just try and make myself not feel pain which is when when we're doing that we're just like trying to pat it right like well it's probably not going to work out mm-hmm. well i probably won't get pregnant well you're probably thinking like that's going to help us be in less pain it doesn't it doesn't yeah. work <laughs> we still feel a lot of pain when it doesn't work out but i felt like it was really helpful for me to um just really hone in on those affirmations i would even write down on a piece of paper in my pregnancy with poet my actual fear like i would actually like put it on paper like really Aww. intense like my baby is gonna die and then like next to it i'd be like no <laughs> like and Aww. i would write an affirmation like my body is healthy and happy and working in harmony and my baby is growing and then i would put like and today i'm pregnant and every day i would do that today
0: I'm what pregnant. what would you do with the post-it
1: that was in a journal. Oh, in a journal. Yeah. Aww. So that was in a journal where I would write down my fear, and then next to it I would write an affirmation or a truth, because that wasn't true. It was just a fear. So then I would write next to it like an actual truth yeah. or, you know, a positive feeling or whatever. So I highly recommend doing that in a mm. in a pregnancy post loss and allowing it to get out. You know, and you don't want to like you said, you don't want to suppress your fears either mm-hmm. and be like, don't think that. So it was helpful to kind of get it out in physical
0: yeah. paper.
1: And you can, like, burn it. You can, you yeah. know, you hear people do that all the time to physically be like, okay, I'm letting this mm-hmm. go. Um, but, yeah, it worked. Ended up having poet, and she's
0: amazing. I'm so happy for you. At home.
1: Are you going to have more? I would love to have more. Aww. I have to convince my husband. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> because the pregnancy was a lot. Like, he he didn't – he had a really hard time. He, like – really struggled with the fear of losing her yeah and um and that was a that was a lot for him he's experienced a lot of loss in his life already and so he definitely um battles that fear of loss and so that was like really intense and it was really hard on our marriage also for those listening like it was it took a massive hit on our marriage so we worked with a marriage therapist and we're still working with him what was
0: like if you're open to sharing Like, what was the most difficult aspect of it did you feel like not heard or not seen oh yeah
1: I felt like a burden like I was like I'm a burden I'm causing him pain he cannot show up for me he doesn't have the capacity to show up for me and I'm just a weight you know and that's how I felt it was awful an awful feeling it wasn't true obviously Mm -hmm. he loves me very much but he, which is like kind of a parts thing, like internal family systems, like I was saying, he, he, he had to go into a protecting place. Yes. He had to, cause it was so hard and so painful. He needed to almost like distance himself from me. He actually ended up going on like a men's retreat in Colorado wow. um, when I was pregnant. Cause he's like, I need to like be in nature and like, I need a minute, <laughs> you know, like this is just a lot. And I was really sick i was really sick so it just for him in his life the only time anyone's ever gotten sick and been puking whatever physically sick they've passed away he has a lot of loss so it was very triggering for him so and i felt that i'm like i'm just a trigger like i'm a trigger for him and i like just felt a lot of guilt and that burdenness, which I already dealt with, and a lot of us do as women, feeling oh, like yeah. a burden. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, working through that. But yeah, I just had to like really move through that. And then for him, it was that I wasn't me. Like I c- couldn't do the things that I normally do, and I support our family. You know, I'm the. I'm sure as you probably are too but it's i'm the like regulator of our home mm-hmm. i regulate us and so if i'm sick in bed and our toddler's going crazy or whatever yeah. you know and there was just a lot that kind of like fell apart that i don't think he could see ahead of time that it would come back together yeah, it was, he was, it was just in like it. in it yeah, yeah he was like in it and um Aww. it was really hard
0: it was really hard
1: but we've healed we've healed and And it's taken time for us to heal our marriage I'm sure it really has especially then jumping into postpartum yeah a lot Mm
0: -hmm. but now look at you I know supporting others so more kids
1: taking some time (laughs) we're taking some time
0: yeah
1: Um, I do feel like there's another it's hard with the losses I will admit because I lost three right and so I got one and now I'm like are there two more Were you, yeah like how does this feel for me and how do i view the spiritual aspect of these losses and you know
0: so it's something i'm working through but i'm taking my time oh my gosh you should i haven't done it yet but my my old nanny who supports my sister now mm-hmm. um but she's supported so many people through her time um just being with families but she also is just like a master at holding space and she also mm-hmm. does mushroom journeys for people mm-hmm. but I'm like that sounds like something to explore yeah. while on a journey yeah. to meet the spirits mm-hmm. maybe yeah and I haven't that clarity. done it with her yet my mom did and like my mom and I didn't have a relationship for 18 months and I wow. felt I was like very upset with her, and I felt mm. like she should be reaching out to me because mm. she was the one that it's. It was like a whole thing, and yeah, I invited her to be part of my daughter's birth, and she didn't come, and mm. it was like a whole thing. I felt yeah abandoned, but I was the one that was mad and didn't want a relationship with her, but mm. I wanted her to want one with me. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. Anyways, we like decided, or um, we spoke again. Um, one day my sister was like really trying to get me to talk to her and um, Matthew and Teresi from Cafe Gratitude, They, mm. um, Teresi officiated my husband and I's wedding. So she kind of oh. had this like backstory of knowing his family and my family and all the things. And I ha- did a podcast with them and I was like, yeah, I'm not talking to her still. And they're like, mm. they follow the landmark framework of like speaking and um, communicating is what I should say. And they were right. like, you need to um, make a request. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about making requests. So I made a request to my mom. And I was like, I'm requesting that you make an apology because of these reasons. And I want to make an apology if I ever hurt you. That's not my intention. It's that, like, I needed boundaries. Right. It was a protector. Yeah. And I was like, but my other request is that if we have a relationship again, you commit to, like, start working on yourself because... Mm -hmm all this trauma has happened to you and this is why this other yeah. thing happened and you know i will connect you with luca like all these things so she started working with luca she started working with the chiropractor she did mushrooms with maggie wow and like i'm it's just like another person and her her journey was just just sounded so insane wow. and so beautiful and i was just like these healing plants and mm these different types of healing modalities really have you know Mm. make such an impact but what reminded me is that um all and I've said this out loud in a different podcast and my mom had an abortion after me Mm. but I've heard and obviously that's completely different yeah like energy and frequency than a miscarriage yeah it is and it isn't yeah yeah but like she just like me it's about like just that spirit mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and thinking of that spirit and meeting that spirit and yeah um and so she has had those experiences in, lately like talking to me about it and wow. it's so interesting wow like every time she does something in a, the healing realm and she's like gone hard on it like she, like kind of like you where you're like you're doing yeah. you're doing all the things like she's been going hard and oh my mom so, became a therapist yeah like so Like my cool.
1: mom went back to school in Aww. her 40s and became a marriage and family therapist so and she's wild. an IFS therapist wow like I oh we have gosh, so many so parallels cool. it's crazy yeah I really feel like that. crazy yeah it's wild anyways keep talking
0: so anyways I don't know I, I interviewed Zach Bush one time and we were talking about abortion I asked him what he thought about all that and he started telling me about women who have done ayahuasca or mushrooms mm. and and meeting that spirit and that experience and so I'm curious wow. what it would be like to be someone not who's had an abortion chosen abortion but who's experienced pregnancy loss and going through yeah so you'll have to yeah. let us know if you've done it or report yes back.
1: <laughs> I would love to do that yeah I would love to do that I definitely feel that lingering like feeling of the number, you know, of the lot, like that, like those were spirits. And I, I just feel like I still feel them as opposed to some women have documented, like feeling like the spirit tried to come and then they experienced pregnancy loss and then tried to come again Yeah, and they experienced loss curious, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it like just never worked out or whatever it may be. I don't know. But um, but for me personally in like my spiritual journey, I felt like that they were different and different genders. Wow. Like that's what was kind of weird to me. Like even when my daughter, I knew that it was her. And like, and when we found out she was a girl, I just knew it. And also, felt like that was the second baby Aww. so remember how I said I was sitting there on my birthday reading a poetry yeah. book I ended up having my daughter on my birthday <gasps> May I 6th, named her poet. and I named her poet <sighs> two years later okay that's crazy it's crazy you just never know what's working right and so I wow, definitely I got
0: the chills because like what an that, intentional yes. moment for you and crazy. Then, she yeah. was late
1: too. She was it's not, you know, she was due in April.
0: But yeah. Wait. She was born May 6th? Yes. No. Yes. Wait, my I birthday. To that part. I just thought wait.
1: Stop. So we have this eight, like I literally woke up on my birthday this last year and was Aww. like, Oh my gosh, she's coming today. Yeah. And Lindsay showed up. She's like, It's your birthday. I'm like, I know. This is crazy. That is crazy. And I crazy. had her and I said I was gonna have her at either 56 is like my lucky number because that's my birthday, 5'6". And so I was like, oh, I'm going to have her like at like 5'56 f- f- or 6'56 or something like that. And I had her. I technically had her at 6'56 but she was stuck. And oh. I had shoulder dystocia, which oh, is like God. crazy. And it was painful. a painful, wild three minutes of two midwives like helping her out. She just needed a little ushering. She yeah. was 10'2". <gasps> Whoa. big baby so we weren't surprised but so she ended up being born at um 658 but still 56 in there i'm like i know it this is just crazy
0: Whoa.
1: so yeah my my girl and i was born 30 minutes before my mom's birthday. Isn't that wild? So we okay, all sure those birthday.
0: parallels. Or have you talked to Luca about this? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Those we're like this is like really lineage good. burden breaking. Like we're like this. Oh I feel gosh. like it's all about breaking lineage burden. This particular stuff. But mm. so wild. So I really feel like it was that baby. Like strongly feel like that spirit
0: came back two years later. Yeah. To so me. you're like, you know, are the other so ones like, going to come yeah. back, or are they just there for that? Time. yeah
1: and i think it's okay not to know yeah. you know i'm also like in that space where yeah. I'm like, i'm happy with kind of like flowing right now and have also found so much healing and flowing like i said it's the grief dance right like mm-hmm. at first you're just like you're resistant to each other you're getting to know each other it kind of hurts they're moving quick you want to go slow whatever and then as you just release into it you can flow much better with them um, with any feeling Not just grief, you know what I mean? We're dancing with our parts and having compassion for them. So, anyways. Thank you so much for coming and (laughs) sharing your story. And how
0: can people connect with you?
1: Instagram is great. Um, My website is Our Growing Abode, Our Growing Abode, which I started when my family was growing crazily enough i had a blog and so i started it when we got pregnant for the second time because i was like oh we're a growing family and Aww. i have always wanted four kids and so i'm like i'll share like all things motherhood and like you know growing as a family what it looks like to grow as a family and connect with other women and so um i never thought that it would evolve into being much more yeah. about postpartum support, hormone support. I share a lot of um resources on my Instagram especially in my highlights about hormone health and thyroid health. I share about my journey, I share a lot of home birth stuff, a lot of nourishment um and recipes and all things. So that's kind of where you can DM me. I I love connecting over experience and sharing um and I love supporting. I've been supporting Women going through pregnancy loss for a couple of years now, and um it's really, really beautiful to do. And yeah. I, you know, I even said to my husband, "I'm like, I guess I'm kind of like, feel like a pregnancy loss doula." Like, yes, at this point, because I just, you know. So yeah, if you need support, please reach you out. Like,
0: coin that term, like, right? is that a thing? Like, yeah, I feel like that. It's
1: a term I don't want. You know,
0: it's like yeah. such a hard yeah. thing to be like, but. We have to
1: stop with the taboo. And also, can we just talk about how everything that we wanna like bring to light? They're like, this awareness, like awareness, no, we need more than
0: awareness. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: there's a or lot the, of pregnancy oh, just, loss
0: awareness, but we need yeah. support in connection. Well, I mean, just trying to normalize it, mm-hmm. like that's all they're doing is just normalizing it. Oh yeah, many women go through that, mm-hmm. that's really. Yeah, we don't need to
1: normalize it anymore. We need to connect on it and we need support. And and being held, you know. I don't. Yeah. I don't need people to tell me. You know. Yeah. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's like mm-hmm. okay, now what? Yeah. And that's where we get lost is figuring out the next step. And sometimes, the next step is being held by somebody and supporting you. So um,
0: that could be. That's you. what I'm trying to do. That's what you <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, me. And I hope I have you on again. Mm-hmm.